No, 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 Jimbo. We're not saying anything about the kids or the parents. We're talking about you. You, Jimbo. Yeah, uh, man, the news yesterday, Tyler. Uh, I won't forget that show anytime soon. I assure you that. Man. Pretty brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. Pretty brutal. One way to say it. Yeah, uh, which I guess, man, the, the coaching staff was was convinced and, and knew or, or didn't know, rather, right up until announcement time, right? Is that, is that what I we've – I mean, allegedly, uh, yeah, it was like right around 10 minutes uh, when they found out that A&M was going to be the decision, and I cannot imagine – I can't imagine how they felt in that moment when they found out. Right before the announcement. Right. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, though. You, you had to sense along the way, like, you knew what was going on as far as A&M was concerned. Like, you knew that there were, there were NIL deals out there that you were not going to be able to compete with. So, I mean – I know it's a surprise because they thought they had it right up until decision time, but it's not a surprise knowing, like, I'm sure, like, the shock wore off pretty quick knowing that, you know, the money factor is real. And I here's the thing, man. I know it's frustrating, but can you blame the kid? Well, I mean, we don't know the exact dollar amount. I would guess it's probably in the seven-figure dollar deal, but – I mean, can you blame the yeah, kid? I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I guess not without knowing the exact amount. But, golly, I, I mean, there, there's prob- there's a chance that he probably told OU all along that it wasn't going to be about the money or the NIL deal for him. And you get the call that late in the pro- – that just – that sucks. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's, it is um, at that young of an age with – a lot of people around you, and I don't know what his his story is, but like, like, as far as his immediate family and, and people that are advising him or whatever, you know, everyone around you is going to weigh the money way more than you are yourself, because it's a you know people are seeing it as a free opportunity to to be on that train oh, yeah. a little bit, sure. you know, so. It's a tough place to be in as a kid that young. But the other end of it, man, is like, how can you, if if it if it is that substantial and it's that big, which it has to be in order for at the last moment for him to change his mind, they must have been because they've been throwing stuff at him the whole time. It's not like oh, I'm sure they the sweetened 11th, the pots the night before yes. the morning of at the very end, like. A and M when they want a kid, they're gonna go. They're they're gonna go all out for him. I mean, when they zero in on someone that they really want and they really wanted David Hicks, they're they're gonna throw out some money for it. I have no doubt that that's what happened here. Right. Well, it, that's the thing. It's like it, it's 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 frustrating. It is, but man, there beca- there comes a point for everyone. Really, no matter what the the job is or the the um, the school, whatever the situation, there comes a point where you have to throw your hands up and say, "I." <laughs> it's, I you know, it it becomes dumb to turn this down, you know. Especially, 
Like, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. I, I know everyone thinks they're going to be the, the next NFL Hall of Famer, but you just never know what's going to happen. And an opportunity at a, a huge money deal before you've ever even stepped foot on a college football field, I mean, that's that's hard to turn your nose up at. Did you watch the announcement on ESPN2, by chance, or seeing the I replay or anything? Um, and we talked about this yesterday, but it's just interesting that back-to-back text on the text line say this. Dad sure was happy. Mom, not so much. Um, you could tell something was up, but you couldn't put uh, you couldn't put your finger on it till the really? end. Basically saying like mom's face was that of kind of stoic, like you know dad was all happy about it. Right. Well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know it's that's a wild swing of emotions, and you know I wonder what the I wonder what the deal is. I wonder what the. Um, you know, the way that it went down, I'm sure some of that stuff will surface, and I'm sure some of it will nev- never see the light of day. But, you know, Jimbo Fisher, I mean, come on, dude. How long are you going to play the um, the game of semantics about not buying players, right? Yeah, the NIL collective there at A&M is doing it, but come on, man. Stop! Stop saying it. Yeah, right? I, yeah, and and now we know why he, uh, Nick Saban was so mad last off season, right? And I, I don't think that anyone around here liked Jimbo Fisher. Nobody liked Jimbo Fisher. But I want to see if I'm right with the text line four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Outside Lincoln Riley, who is your most hated coach in college football right now? <laughs> I have a feeling that it's going to be Jimbo Fisher for OU fans, and maybe it was even before this, but I think, I kind of feel like yesterday cemented that behind Lincoln Riley, Jimbo Fisher is OU fans' second most hated head coach in the sport right now. Yeah, that's frustrating, man, because, you know, that's the one thing we've been talking about, the, you know, the the war daddies up front, the game changers on the defensive line. And, you know, a lot of people say that he is a super, super impressive player, and I'll take their word for it on it. Um, you know, here's the other thing, though. You you never know, right? You never know how long uh, a kid's going to stay at a certain place, given the current environment. So you may not have him on signing day, but you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that you uh, like as a coaching staff. Like you got to kind of keep your anger in check, don't you? Because yeah, I, I just wonder, portal and all that stuff. I just wonder if they're going to play it that way. Um, and, and yeah, like the smart thing to do here is to somewhat keep a level head, which probably means not talking for it to him for the next forty-eight hours. But is OU going to be a program that wants to take kids in the portal if they go the NIL route right, right out of high school? I, I don't know. I mean, may, if, if they're a good enough player, probably so. It's just. They have a unique way of going about things right now, and I just wonder if that's going to be a holdup for the staff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, I know that's frustrating, and I know there's probably a uh, – it may not be as a, a, a big of a divide as I'm thinking, but there's probably a bunch of fans right now that are just like saying, we got to pull out all the stops and start paying people a ton of money. And there's probably another group of fans that are saying, hey, that's the way you're going to do it, so be it. Go to A&M. Be average. All right. We got our way of doing things, and, and that's the right way. Um, 
I'm sure the I'm sure the side on throwing out tons of money is probably way bigger than the other side, but I does everyone want to pony up their money? You know? Do you get it doesn't just get conjured out of thin air. So I mean that's the other thing. That's that's the thing about A and M is they've got a huge yeah, and we got the we got the take. And, we got the take yesterday. Yeah. Is like this just proves it, man. OU's going to have to up their NIL game. They're they're going to have to play this game, which I'm not ready to go that far based on one recruitment here. But even if you did, man, e- even if OU was down to up their NIL game, you're just not gonna you're not gonna pay more than A and M. Like just they just got more money. They're they're willing to pay a dollar amount that I feel like no other university is willing to pay for right now. So even if you did up, like it may not have mattered. They're still going to outbid everyone. Yeah. By the way. Yeah, well, yeah, go ahead. Uh 405 Bison says Mule Slipper and Crab Legs Fisher, uh Jimbo Ass Fisher, second most hated. <laughs> Sark or Gundy, Mike Gundy is second most hated. Somebody threw out a Chris Kleiman. Uh Jimbo a Jumbo's Clown, second behind TBOW. Uh, mostly everyone's saying, yeah, we cannot stand Jimbo Fisher. He, he says. Yeah. yeah, yep, yep, yep. It's frustrating. But you're right. You know, whenever it comes to, let's just say Texas A&M offered the kid a million bucks. Well, what if OU had pulled all their resources together and offered a million bucks? What was A&M going to do? I uh, just uh, say mil. you got us. Two, no, they go, yeah. uh, we'll double that. Are you kidding me? Yes. Here's the thing, man. Like, and I'm all for the players getting a chunk, being able to capitalize. But this is not this is not the intention of what was, you know, supposed to go down. And it took all of about 15 minutes for everyone to be able to capitalize on it, and and turn it into what it is now. But this is a race to the bottom, man. It's a race to the bottom. Who will abandon their principles the quickest in order to to take a shortcut to victory is what we've created in college football. And, you know, it's just um, – Is that your way of calling Jimbo a scumbag? Well – Yeah. You can say it. Well, here's the thing. Like, I don't care that Texas A&M is doing what they're doing. I just – I think Jimbo is a scumbag because he gets on TV and calls everyone out there a liar. Like, you guys are liars. This did not happen. This is We didn't buy anything. We didn't do anything. This is not what we do. Like you, you, and, and it goes off on Nick Saban. Dude, you're playing the semantics game. If you want to hide behind the fact that uh, the university or – Whoever didn't pay him anything, yeah, no kidding. Everyone knows that, moron. We're talking about the collective and how much money you're throwing out there to recruits. That's what everyone's talking about. God willing, this situation will come up. But, you know, two weeks ago in Lincoln, it was, what, 49-7 to in the third quarter? And Brent Venable said, yeah, all right, let's, let's, let's call the dogs off here. We could probably win 77-7 to if we wanted to, but – Got some respect for Nebraska and their situation. We'll just put in our we'll put in our backup quarterback midway through the third quarter. Um, I got a hunch that that's not going to be the case if OU's up forty nine to seven 
or any other score late on A&M like that the next time they play. I think yep. there's probably a lot of bad blood that was developed yesterday if it wasn't already there. And I don't think that this is specific to OU. I think that this is kind of SEC-wide now. If someone has their chance to rub A&M's face in it and really embarrass them, they're, they're going to do it to them, man. And they may not do that to every school, but a- A&M, for sure, uh, people will do that to them. Right. And well, I, God, I can't wait to see it. Well, that's the great thing. Yeah, and, and you're right. It's not just Oklahoma. It's it's Alabama. It's it's whoever else out there. They've they've been able to outpay for recruits. But man, this is the this is the system. You know, the people that have clamored all along about um, you know paying the athletes. And I I am on board with that, but. I'm on board with doing it the organic way. If a company like wants to step up and offer a legitimate deal, I I'm down with that. That's that's how it should be. But whatever this is, this is not this is not it. But I don't know, dude. I I I'm not very optimistic that things are going to change, especially whenever the big boys no are going to continue to hold an advantage over everyone else. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at a really cool spot today priors pizza kitchen awesome love the coal-fired pizza ovens here gives it a very distinct taste it's different than pretty much everywhere else they got a full service bar this is a perfect place to come watch football to have football tonight thursday night football and obviously all weekend in road games you need a place to come hang out priors pizza kitchen is the perfect spot they'll be open this weekend for the ou game all right we'll be back stay tuned It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Steady Layman. Keep the text coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. The first thing that jumped off uh, or jumped out at me after watching TCU earlier today, they got some burners, man. They're really fast offensively. Uh, What, Darius Davis, the wide receiver, he can really go. DeMarcado, he's not their number one back. He's kind of their change of pace back. He's really fast. They've got like – Three, four guys that I watched today from that SMU game saying, "Like, dang, they can, they, they uh, they're they're kind of game breaker type players." Yep, 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 yep. Their skill position uh, group is by far the best we've seen. Whenever you combine uh, all of their players, I think their two backs, uh, thirty-three and three, uh, Miller and Demarcado. I think it's kind of similar to Marcus Major and Eric Gray. I think Eric Gray is like DeMarcado. He's a little bit of a change-up back. And everyone do. thinks he's the best back on the team. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Miller is a – I mean, he's 230 pounds, physical, downhill runner. Um, they're both really good. Two big wide receivers, Savion Williams and Quentin Johnston. Both guys probably 6'3", 6'4", and above. Uh, athletic, and then they've got 11, Darius Davis, who is an absolute rocket. Um, Venable says he's the fastest uh, player they'll probably see all season. Um, they just gave I it to him like an their, end around last week, and he had like a yeah, long touchdown run. He's 80-yard touchdown. Yeah. Um, they got they got a kid, 27, who's like a, a guy that works in the slot. Like looks like a kind of has a Drake Stoops type of role, but is a little little – uh, heavier built. He's not tall, but he's just a little thicker built than Drake Stoops. 
Um, I even like their – they got two tight ends, 19 and 84. I think both of those guys One are pretty good. One is a uh, transfer from Texas, Jared Wiley. Got a touchdown pass yeah. last week. Yeah. Yep. Pretty good player. And then Duggan, obviously, in this offense has been super efficient. High 70 completion percentage. What, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. Done a really, really good job for him. Offensive line has improved over recent years, but still not great. Um, so I think they struggle quite a bit with some like twists and blitzes. I think we're going to see a very similar um, defensive game plan that we saw against Nebraska, and I think that sets us up really nicely. I do. 6.3 yards per rush. That's fourth nationally for TCU. There's some uh, offensive categories where – they're top five, if not number one overall. Oh, yeah. but it, I mean, look, they, they've got talent on offense. You watch those guys regardless of the competition, and you'll say, like, yeah, they got big play guys on offense. I just – it's hard to know just how good they are offensively. Like, we're going to find that out for the first time on Saturday. They got dudes, but, right. you know, this is the, the really the first real defense that they're going to face. Yeah. Southern Methodist is – they're a fine football team um, – and frankly, TCU really should have blown them out. Well, they were you know, they was like twenty eight seven at one point. Yeah. yeah, they had several chances to just to to shut them out and couldn't get it done. And um, SMU's kicking an onside kick there at the end of the game to try and go down and and have a tying uh, last second. Like they would have had like about a minute and a half, two minutes left on the clock had they converted the onside kick, but. TCU got it done. Um, yeah, they're over 500 yards a game offensively, you know, scoring really well, what, 46 points a game. Their offense is legit. It is. But, like I said, I I really like the, the style of game plan that I think, and I'm just guessing, because they have a lot of similarities to what Nebraska does. And I, I'm thinking there's going to be a pretty similar game plan. I'll tell you what else. Is interesting. You know uh, what Garrett Riley is there as the offensive coordinator. There are a lot of similarities. It looks like a Lincoln Riley offense. They'll oh. do split backs. Huh. Um, you know they'll do um, they'll do a lot of the same passing concepts. Uh, shallow crossers, digs in behind. Six consecutive um, a lot of the passes same. after running for twenty-seven <laughs> yards and have to three two consecutive three and outs. Is that what you're kind of meaning there? Abandon the run game. I, I will expect TCU to abandon the run game at some point on Saturday. Okay, it's good. To well, know. I'll tell you if you look at if you look at uh, Max Duggan's numbers, they look a lot like what you would see from quarterbacks in Lincoln Riley's system. Like, there's a lot of really easy throws, high completion percentage, whether it's some of the touch pass stuff or a lot of the bubbles and tunnels that they throw. A lot of stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting offense. They've got some skill guys now. They really do. I watched TCU at Colorado in person. TCU's offensive line is the weakest part of their team, says the text line. Yep, you were I at agree. Boulder that Friday night. Nice. Yeah, so I was o- out there too. So OU is going to rush three and drop eight. Never gets old. Text line. Thank you. Um. Yeah. Would be. Funny I think we as will. A troll. Just like we did, we did that quite a bit against Nebraska. We, you know, we line up in the three-man front, show pressure from you know different angles, different sides, 
and then pop out on the snap to to a three-man rush and drop eight guys, or you show you know the rush and actually bring it, play play some zone on the back end, even bring some man pressures. I I think, and it feels like that's where Venable's defense so far is at its best. Whenever there's there's different angles and different blitzes coming from different spots on the field, and you kind of keep quarterbacks guessing. Uh, Sooners 38, Frogs 20 is on the text line, and then a whole yeah. a whole bunch of uh, Jimbo Fisher stuff that we can get to. I'm not kidding. A&M and Jumbo make me sick to my stomach. They are perverting college football and need to be stopped. OU can be the school to do it. So I don't know if those were some uh, spelling mistakes there, but no, that's right. They are perverting. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I agree. But here's the thing, man. You can't really blame A and M. Like the NCAA has done absolutely nothing to try and rein anything in. If a team can pile up a billion dollars in a collective and just start handing out um, Maseratis on uh, freshman orientation day, then you know they're going to be able to do that because the NCAA is, has, hasn't stopped anyone. And if you've got a big enough fan base that has nothing else to do, then uh, you know pump a, a ton of money into NIL collectives, then this is what you're going to get. So I, it, it's it's justified with the 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 anger and just the the griminess of of Jimbo Fisher. Like what they're doing just fits his personality to a T, doesn't it? Yes, and it is. I, like and, I, and that's the easy place to point your frustration. But that uh, he is right when he says that everything uh, is within the rules. That is a true statement. Jimbo is as credible as Lance Armstrong. Remember his denials and nuanced phrasing. Yes, uh, Jimbo also has just one testicle like Lance Armstrong does, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) It would not surprise me. Oh, man. Always uh, overcompensating for something. It wouldn't surprise me if that was Jimbo's deal. Man. Just, it's... (sighs) It's just a kick in the you-know-what whenever uh, – it's one thing to lose, like if you were to lose a recruit to Bama or to Georgia. Okay, I get it, right? These teams have been pumping NFL guys out left and right, championships, college football playoff appearances. Like, that's what's going on with Alabama and Georgia. You understand whenever you lose a recruit, it's frustrating, but you understand when you lose a recruit to a team – or to a program that's on a on a a bigger high than you are at the moment. But when you lose a recruit to Texas A&M who's not nor has ever been anywhere near to being on the level of OU, that is what's frustrating. 
You know, I've been known to make uh, bets based purely on uh, hating the other team, you know? Emotion, yeah. Emotion, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's the Uh, exact thing you're not ever supposed to do. Correct, and I did it earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I locked Mississippi State in our uh, Pick'em League that we have here at the station. Uh, It's so enticing, isn't it? Isn't that – I was looking at that today. I was like, come on, man. It's just – it's too easy. It – I feel like the, I feel like the hate is going to grow within the fan base as Texas A&M pulls off miracle after miracle after miracle with a terrible football team. Right? They should not have beat Arkansas. How that happened? I have no idea. I what, what time? Uh, o, OU Texas is at eleven a.m. Yeah, that's please right. Please let, uh, let please let A&M and Alabama be at night. I'm sure that that's already announced. We as a fan base need to sit around and just you know. Hate watch that game and hope that Saban runs it up on him. God, I hope Mike Leach runs it up on him. That would be even better. The country, you know, there is not anything, hardly, at this moment in time that can unify the 330-plus million people that live in this country. I mean, we're as divided as we've ever been. But... An 80 or 90 to zero game with Alabama beating Texas A&M, which I know most of those people hate Alabama, but just on this one weekend, oh my gosh, I think everyone can come together outside of a couple of weird A&M fans Some out there. Some real positives out there. You know, we lost 80 to nothing, but we're moving the ball down there in the third quarter. You know, against God. I mean, I know it's hard to move the ball against God, but there's some positives out there uh, on Saturday for A&M. God, I hate him. Yep, I hope um, – yeah, I'm with you. I hope that uh, Mississippi State goes out there, which, you know, Mississippi State is a team that if you don't have your, your ducks in a row when it comes to the passing game, they can turn your lights out pretty quick. Now, on the defensive side, it's a little different. But offensively, they got a really good, uh, really good quarterback who's – I don't know what year is this for him. Will Rogers, like um, he he and Brett Favre played against each other actually when Brett Favre was in yeah. Southern Miss. He's the uh, he's right there, basically tied with Penix out there at Washington with the uh, offensive or passing yards thirteen hundred eighty six yards right now. Will Rogers has and career wise, he's probably going to pass the. He may be the highest. He may throw for more than anyone ever since he's going to get to play an extra year. He's just a junior. Jeez. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Blaine. That's what I thought. A&M Alabama is a 7 p.m. kick, same day as OU Texas. Yes. So I always say that uh, if you beat Texas, the meal that Saturday night is the best meal of the year. It might be the best meal of my life if you're enjoying that meal on Saturday night while watching Alabama win 80 to nothing. Nothing will yeah. be better than that. Man. That'd be great. Bill, the Astros fan on the text line. L- listen to this. Okay. It's a tie. I hate the Aggies now as much as I hate the Horns. Jimbo is perfect coach, buys players, but won't admit it. They will never be elite regardless of talent level. I tend to agree with that. Now, he is He's in the early stages of of doing what he did at FSU, and that is pulling a bunch of talent together 
lighting the fuse on the powder keg, trying to win a championship, and ditching town before the bomb detonates. All right? And um, which, you know, if you're an A&M fan at this point, you've been hustling after, after a championship since before WW2. So I think you're okay with that, right? Any means necessary to win a championship. We'll see what happens. Chris C.R. Which, uh, you know, hey, real quick, though. Yeah. I know there's there's been a lot of uh, – the chatter has, has gone quiet on the University of Southern California commitments that were starting to be rumored to A&M. Correct. Like, this makes you feel like that, that buzz – May light back up. They got right? how much? He, David Hicks got how much? Oh, okay. That's right. interesting. Hmm, okay. Right. Um, Chris C., our A&M buddy, he's listened to the show for, for several years now, says all schools have the same opportunity. I can't help it that those other alumni bases don't donate. It's like when SMU was good in the early to mid-'80s and the other schools unified to catch them for cheating. Y'all some haters. And Chris did spell haters no, with hey. a Z. I said exactly what he just said. I said that A&M is, like, if you really want to be mad, like, it's grimy, and Jimbo Fisher is grimy, but what they've done is currently not against the rules. Like, as, as long as there's no um, directing of NIL funds from the athletic department or the university, they've done nothing wrong. So, like... I, yeah, you're exactly right. If that's where the money wants to go and that's where they're going to pull it all together, that's how it's going to be. I agree with that. Doesn't mean that I like it and I think it's good for college football, but yeah, I, I, that is a true statement. I agree. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up, hanging out at Pryor's Pizza Kitchen. Remember, football all weekend long, starting off tonight. There's already a couple guys uh, circling the bar. They got a full service bar in there. TVs everywhere. Uh, the, the food here is fantastic. Coal-fired pizza, uh, pizza ovens. It makes a, it's a different pizza than you'll have anywhere else, and I absolutely love it. So come see us out here, Pryor's Pizza Kitchen. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, CavensConstruction.com, especially if you have an emergency repair. Cavens is on the call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. CavensConstruction.com, they can help you out with uh with that and many other things as well. Um, we got a cool segment coming up next hour at 420. Tyler Kofer, who is the Associate AD of Fan Engagement and Production at OU. I believe he just got hired this offseason. Coming from the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Teddy and I both have our uh, three submissions. Uh, three song submissions for the end of the third quarter song at OU. Tyler Kofer is going to come on. Judge the three songs that we choose. And, I don't know, maybe even select a winner as the new tradition to start at uh, Owen Field, which would be pretty cool. But he's going to hear our song submissions and maybe get some ideas on what they want to do moving forward. So, don't screw this up, please. Fantastic. Um, I'm sure you brought some really good songs to the table. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if I did or not. <laughs> but you, I'll just we'll say throw... this. You and I went about it opposite ways, I think. Okay. You have a different well, idea good. on how it should go compared to like what I'm looking for with this song. Yeah. 
and that's what's tough is I think everyone has a different idea of what it should be or shouldn't be. So I, that, I think that's good that we we have some different ideas to throw out there. Um, it's not easy. Like I tried to get I tried to get things from like like a little bit different like genres to to kind of spread it out a little bit, and they're not all necessarily songs that I like. I just you know they're they're things that you. I'm trying to think about crowd engagement and how you can get 85,000 people, you know, chanting stuff or singing stuff in unison. And it's not easy to do, man. It's not. My guest, Tyler Kofer, comes on and says, yeah, these six songs suck. Thanks for wasting my time. See you guys next time. Yeah. Uh, we could have just played uh, Gangnam Style uh, over these songs, and it would have been more well-received. Probably. Um, the media asked Steve Sarkeesian, hey, who's going to be your quarterback this weekend for West Virginia? Sark saying, I'm not going to tell you. Are you kidding me? So, I, no idea on uh, if Quinn you uh, Apparently, there is a report out there, I think from Orange Bloods, that – He's still experiencing quite a bit of pain when he's trying to throw the football, but there's no definite on if Quinn Ewers is going to play Saturday against OU or what their situation looks like now. He's not going to play Saturday. If he's experiencing any type of pain or discomfort, he's not going to play. Um, they're going to wait, hold him off, and try and throw him out there in the middle of the OU Texas game against Oklahoma and and see how he does as as kind of their secret weapon. They probably feel like they'll be able to get past West Virginia. Um, I think Good that's, luck. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. I, I think that's saying and asking a bit much oh, yeah. of the football team at Ooh. this point, but isn't that how you would how would you play it? Let's assume that because they have a better idea of what Quinn Ewers is feeling than than we do, but Let's assume that he's at this point. Like I can go, but man, it hurts so bad, and I don't want to. Like, like I feel like if I get hit in the right way, it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, be back to square one. I mean, it's a terrible situation to be in. I, I guess I would sit him this week. Um, I would just like for him to be for for their sake. Um, if I were them, I would want him to at least play a half or ideally an entire game before playing in their most important game of the season because their entire season rests on what happens in Dallas here in a couple of, in a couple of Saturdays. And I'm, yeah. a, I'm a lot more nervous about that if he hasn't played since the last time he was hit against Alabama. Yeah, which, you know, here, the truth of the matter is this. You've lost twice. Um, I know it feels like you've lost once because one of them was the Alabama game, but you've lost twice. You're not going to the college football playoff. Like, the only thing you need to do now is beat Oklahoma. Right? Everything else is like it's not necessarily gone. They can still go to the Big 12 championship, win the Big 12, all of that stuff, but the most pressing issue at this moment is beating the University of Oklahoma. Sure it is. Yeah, they'll, they'll throw out everything for that to be the case, and this is the exact same spot that we thought that they were going to be in. A two-loss football team. Well, 
at least a two-loss football team going into the OU game and their entire rest of their season rest on what happens against OU. It's not a, it's not a fun How spot you, to be you, in if you're OU, but that's, it's exactly where we thought that they were going to be. Do you think they they beat WVU? I do. Like the spreads nine and a half, ten, right right around there. Mm-hmm. I just I think you look at West Virginia's record and you say, oh well, they're the worst team in the Big Twelve. Texas should easily win this game, and I don't think that West Virginia is one of the upper half teams in the league. I just I think this game's going to be way closer than most people think. I think it's going to be a four quarter game. The Texas is going to have to like well, really claw and, and fight to win. Well, no doubt. Well, here's the thing about West Virginia. They lost They lost the opener to Pitt, and Pitt is not a bad football team. That's a 3-0 or 3-1 football team that their only loss is in a, in a tight game with Tennessee, right? That's the only game that Pitt lost. And then West Virginia lost to Kansas, which at the time, everyone's like, oh, my God, what a joke. You lost to Kansas. Well, Kansas is undefeated right now and has a quarterback that's starting to creep into some Heisman conversation, and uh, they're playing really good football. And, you know, they handled Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's not any good. So I think early on the thought about how bad West Virginia is has been overblown. Yeah. No, and that, that, that's exactly what I, what I think. Yeah, I was, they're 2-2, two and two, but I think they're a lot better than that record. Um, yeah. But Texas had the uh, – Players only meeting earlier this week, so obviously everything's fixed. Really? Yeah, they're good. Sark said they had a players Dang only it. meeting, so yeah. Expect Texas to look like they did against Alabama, I guess. Oh, lose? Yeah, maybe they'll <laughs> yeah, do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. What do we got on the text line? Anything, or we need uh, to hit a timeout? I mean, out? we got to hit a timeout here, but it's still. I thought we were going to move on from the Jimbo stuff, but I don't. I just don't know. Does Jimbo have to face – didn't Jimbo have to face Brent's D in the ACC? Well, A&M even played Clemson in a home-and-home home when Brent was still there and Jimbo was the head coach. Yep. Yep. Played them tough, what, two times? Didn't they play them twice? They, home, and, uh, home and away? In A&M, in College Station, they played them really tough. And I think, yeah, maybe even in Clemson, it was a little bit closer than what most people think. Don't quote me on that, but I, I know the game in, in College Station was. Yeah, um, yeah, he, but he had to get out of there after you know they be they they were they had Clemson's number for since the '80s, and then once they turned that corner under uh, Dabo Sweeney, like he had to get out of town because they couldn't couldn't compete anymore. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one here from Pryor's Pizza Kitchen next. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, and a whole lot of college football fans have been upset uh, going back to a, probably about the past week. I think it started on Saturday. Aaron Judge hit uh, home run number 61 this year, tying Roger Maris. But some college football fans have been really, really upset because last Saturday they were cutting into games with live coverage of each Aaron Judge at bat. Um, not... Everyone likes the sport of baseball. Some college football fans think it's absolutely ridiculous that they would ruin their game by showing an at-bat by Aaron Judge. And I like college football a whole more than I like baseball. i got to be honest with you. I, didn't, I haven't really minded it all that much. 
just showing one at yeah. bat and that's it. Well, let me ask you this, and I know the technology is different. Do they just cut in straight across, or do they go picture in picture? I think they just cut in uh, straight across. I want to say. It's yeah, just... I can understand that. No, I no, it, it's it's they go split screen. Yeah, they, they go split screen. Split screen. What they do. Yeah, um, which is good. I'm just wondering, like, because it's like the quietest 61 home runs ever hit. Um, you know, and I, and I know if you're locked into the sports world, you know about it and have known about this run. But if you go back to, like, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, like, were, they had to have been cutting into games whenever they were at bat. Uh, like, yeah, that's, yes. I feel like that was, yes. like, the biggest thing in the entire sports world at the time. Well, they weren't cutting into games back then. Those were the games back in 1998. Yeah. You know? But that, those were the games yep. that everyone was watching. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's wild, though. I hope he, uh, I hope he continues to smash home runs, and that dude is about to get paid. He didn't he turn down a couple of deals, and now he's going to be unrestricted after this season. Yeah, and I got to imagine, man, the Yankees got to give him whatever they want or whatever he wants. He is the face of that franchise now. They cannot let him go. You can't not pay him after a record-breaking home run season. It's going to be crazy. It's got to be the biggest contract we've ever seen in baseball, like as far as uh, money per season. Crazy. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Pryor's Pizza Kitchen. Come out and see us. Perfect place to watch football tonight, Saturday, Sunday. Open all weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Full-service bar, tons of TVs. you got to come check it out.